I like to introduce myself. Damn, I had something, man, but you, you beat me to it. My name is the Bismarcky. That was, uh, <laughs> that was better. Because yeah. I was going to hit you with something different. I was going to hit you with an R&B. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's Army not the for same. The nah. Army for the ladies. Go ahead. Nah, it's over, dog. What you was giving them that that uh, Jodeci Phoenix? Now it's gonna go. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my joint right there. Dallas is that J. Family. What's away? That, that was during the light skin era. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Oh, Christopher New, Williams. New Jack City, duh. <laughs> when the light, light skinned that's was my, ruling with iron fist. That's my joint. Until Wesley came. Yeah. Wesley yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley, yeah. Wesley yeah. He shut the, the game he down. He shut the game down, man. Should, yeah. Yeah. Wesley karate chopped that. <laughs> <laughs> Never been back since. Drake is trying to bring him back, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But nah. He's trying to resurrect light skin era? Yeah, 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 He's yeah, yeah. He's totally weak. Him and a couple, of, a couple of other dudes. It don't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's filters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a filter. You could be any complexion you want. Oh, man. Any co- eye color you want. <laughs> yeah. Anything. It doesn't matter. You could be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. could be a dog. You could be an animal. Just throw on a filter. Oh, man. Buck like, like a dog. What up, what up? <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the No Part Podcast. And we are here. What's up? What's going on, guys? I Chilling, got coffee. Baby. I need Chilling, some coffee baby. this morning, so don't mind me as I sip. <laughs> Everybody's hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Just happy to be saved. Well, you got Word. less notes now, man. What? Before, you used to have a paper over he's there. He's slacking. Paper over there. Yeah. He's, not, he's not taking it as serious yeah, as he was. Maybe I think he's falling off. Uh, mm. He's not no, taking it as serious as you'll be, he used to have his Bible stand. It's just get, it's becoming less familiar. familiar. It's getting too yeah. familiar. Yeah. Next is going to be a pen. He's going to have come up here and he's just going to be like this, tapping it again. He'll probably zoom. He'll probably just zoom. Right. He'll probably zoom the next episode. <laughs> just have a, 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 a laptop right there. Right, right, right. There's Ralph. He's like the Holy Spirit God. He always has it. That's how you get comfortable, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm busy. <laughs> no, the thing I have always tons of notes, but it, it ends up being confusing because I'm trying to find the notes, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I got the notes, and I have to. I'm learning to like try to review my notes more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Memorizing. As opposed, to, yeah, as opposed to like I'm <laughs> shuffling around, <laughs> looking crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, sounds I get good. It. I get it. <laughs> Or you could just be slacking. You're just a slacker. That's true. <laughs> that's it. That's I it, repent. That's it. Yeah, I confess yeah, I'm yeah. a slacker. <laughs> so how was you guys' week? Don't wait. See, now it's in my you head say, now. If I'm, I'm dreaming. Look at what. Instead of doing worship, we're singing <laughs> urban. <laughs> yo, urban we gave, yo, Angelo gave us a solo last week, baby. You got another one for us? Mm. Uh, no more dear panther by the water. I think we're gonna we're gonna hold that off for a minute. We Give us something done that new. For a nah, we always do that. Give us something new, something fresh, yeah, something uh, contemporary. Contemporary? <laughs> nah, I'm not Hillsong up in here. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey. I like the older stuff. I like, like the what's that one? Um, yes, Jesus. No, no, that's like for oh, four okay. year olds. Um, <laughs> you gotta come like a babe. Uh, I, I I love this one. It's classic. You can sing it anywhere. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul rejoice. Hit him 
Widow, Widow. Take joy, my king, in what you A sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> more yeah. fire. As, as we enter the one inside, the one they call life. Rhythm of the gospel of let's, Jesus Christ. Nah. Let's, let's rewind. <laughs> so what? Let's, please rewind. <laughs> one shot means forward. <laughs> Light us up in the air. More fire. That's, that's, More that's the Brooklyn. That's the Brooklyn side. As, <laughs> as we enter inside, don't want to call. Filthy rags. That's the Flatbush right there. Yeah, do, rem- do remember. Do remember chapter 25. <laughs> last? Do remember every Wednesday. Norton Park Podcast. <laughs> Big up the mud like filthy rags. Big up the mud. No, please. No, please. No, please. Oh man, yo, we the worst dog. Yo, what's wrong with you guys? Yo, man, man. you guys are horrible. Yo, what, we, what we went over last week? Dude? Let's, yo, be, y'all no, guys but, are the worst. Dude. Nah, but you know what? That makes me um, think about uh, after you sing this song because you know majority of the hymns, the old hymns that we hear, were written by Fanny Crosby. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And she was amazing because um, she was born blind, and she had um, and through Braille and through like her family, she like memorized like all of Psalms and like like almost like. 75, well, I forget what the exact number, almost like 75% of the Bible. She wow. had it memorized. And that's when um, she was being interviewed, and they asked her, like, do you feel sad? Do you, you know, do you feel, like, uh, depressed that, you know, you've never been able to see the, you know, this wonderful creation of God, you know, the flowers, the trees, the butterflies, and all these things. And she looked, she, well, she didn't look at the interview, interview, but she said, listen, all I know is that the very first time when I opened my eyes, it's going to be in heaven when I get to see my Lord and mm, Savior. Popular. That's the first thing that I'm going to see. And that's what I'm waiting for. That's all Amen. I care the about. The first face that she's ever going to see first is face Jesus. is going to be Jesus. Son. Shit, that's all I care you about. You can't beat that. So she said, it's a blessing to be blind. That's no yeah, wow. you can't beat that. That's, that's faith. That's faith right there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last week was what? The bride, the bride of uh, Isaac, Abraham. Yeah. Becky. Telling Eliezer, sending um Eliezer to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy said Becky. Yo man, what's wrong? That was that was actually good. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Becky with the good hair, but like I was saying, so, so with the so, camel hair. <laughs> yeah, with the camel. Hair. So Abraham sends Eliezer to go find a bride for um his son Isaac. One thing pointed out is um. I think the, the, the main verse of that chapter is when she says, I will go. Mm. Yep. You know, that was like the, the, the climactic point of it for me because, again, even though her family and everybody was on it, like agreed, and Eliezer, this is what he came to do, she had to willfully go. Mm. You know, she yep. had to make a decision. And just like how we brought out last week, just how this is a picture of the gospel. You know, um, Rebecca just being a, a representation of the church and Isaac being um, um, Jesus Christ and Eliezer being the Holy Spirit. You know how he came to her. And that's what the Holy Spirit is going to come to you. He's going to he's going to represent Jesus. He's going to tell you everything about Jesus and how you should come and be a bride of Christ and be part of the bride of Christ. But it's a decision. Right. You have to 
make that decision. You have to make that decision. Mm. Can't be your family. Yep. You know, it can't be the Holy Spirit. And you know what was so amazing about it? Like how we said, you know, Abraham was like God the Father. So you could just imagine God the Father, you know, give telling the Holy Spirit, this is what you're going to do. That oath that he made with Abraham, he was like, if the bride don't go, you're free. Mm. So if you don't choose Jesus Christ, you can't be like, oh, it was God's fault. God made me this way. Mm-hmm. God, you know, God orchestrated. God knew I wasn't going to choose. No. He specifically told, the, he specifically told Eliezer, if she don't want to go, you're free from this oath. Right. So there was no blame to be put on Eliezer. And I just think about just blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You know, that being the unpardonable sin. Because right. that's what it is. It's Eliezer, you know, who's a representation of the Holy, Holy Spirit, comes and he tells you about Jesus. Right. But if you reject to come back and be part of the bride of Christ, dog, that's it. Yeah. Major you know? choice. Yep. You no, made your choice. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a great point. Because um, all, the, all the choices, all the information was provided to her in terms of, you know, as you're saying, spiritually speaking, you know, how we have been given a choice and we've learned about God the Father. We learned about Jesus Christ. We learned about what he did at the cross on Calvary. We learned that he died, he was buried, he resurrected, he ascended, um, and he did all that, and he took the place of sinners so that sinners did not have to die and pay for their own punishment, but he paid for the punishment himself, and then he provided the, the only way to get to heaven. So you have all that information, and we receive all that information, but it's not just enough to have the head knowledge um, and just and to know the Bible. You have to make that decision, like you said, and say, I am a sinner and I accept and I trust in the savior. You have to make that choice. And it has to be not just about head knowledge. It has to be something intimate. It has something to be, uh, it has to be experiential, you know, in order for you to come to that point of salvation, of really knowing him and not just be all head knowledge. Yeah. Hmm. It's the gospel upon your head yep. top. Yo, B. That's, t- that's, that's the good news. And for Rebecca, and it says Rebecca was a comfort to Isaac. Mm. Just to, yo, be how Jesus sees us how he wants to spend time with you, how he wants to be with you. Like, dog, it was like, you know, it was a comfort right. to Isaac at that time. And just to think, be mm. like, yo, that's how Christ, when he spends time with you, you know, you're a comfort to him. Like, mm. he wants to be around you. Like, it's it's really, you know, like, um, it, you know, that's the second time love is used, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I think about just the relationship you, you get into. You get into a relationship with... Mm. God the Father, you know, you become sons and daughters, but you also become part of the bride of Christ, mm. you know, and that's just another relationship, and it's a relationship of love, mm. you know, it's it's real love, and it's it's just for Rebecca to be a representation and to be a comfort, and that's how the Lord looks at us. It's like me, I ain't nobody comfort me. I'm a headache me. <laughs> so yeah, twenty four, right? All those spiritual implications is just a wonderful picture, right? Of of this family of God. Um, and it's just a beautiful story when you go into it. And like you said, that climactic point where, you know, you're going through this adventure or what's going to happen and boom, he bumps into her and then he talks to the family and the family says, okay. And then they say, we changed our mind. And then it reaches this point. If, it's, if, if you're thinking of it like a movie, right. this is the point where it's like, uh oh, everybody <laughs> got silent. Right. Yeah. So now you're, you're thinking about it like, yo, the promise is in jeopardy. What's going to happen now? Mm. So everything hinges on mm-hmm. Rebecca's decision. And like you said, she said, I will go. Mm. You know, and I yeah, decided every, to follow Jesus, V. That, that moment, decision, you know, right? when you see a, a sinner, 
receives Jesus Christ and accepts Jesus Christ and says, I will go, bro. That's no amazing. turning back. That's why it says all of heaven rejoice. Yep. That's the moment. That's the moment they are waiting for. <clears throat> so, um, 25. Let's, let's just jump into it. Uh, let's read from 1 to 5. No, 1 to 6. 1 through 6. Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan begot Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Latushim, and Lamim. And the sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephah, Epher, Hanak, Abada, and Elda. And these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward, away from Isaac his son, to the country of the east. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, man. Thoughts, thoughts. What are you guys seeing? I mean, 24 weeks, what, what did it start? It started with Abraham was old. And 25 was Abraham still smashing? Like, <laughs> what's up with all that? You know yeah, what I mean? I don't think it was. I think probably that's just during his life, probably. Was it before Sarah? Was it during Sarah? I'm thinking this, this throughout his life. Nah, this no, was, was just Sarah, giving a picture. This is after Sarah, you think? Yeah, this, yeah, this is yeah, after yeah, Sarah yeah. died. He got a he got a neck shorty. You think so? Yeah, you think so? Why? Why would you say that? Because it says in, in chapter 25. It says yeah. Abraham again took a wife. Again, yeah. But... And we already know that Sarah. I mean, well, from what the way we're reading it chronologically, it appears that like after Sarah passed, mm. then he took. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would think I wouldn't say that. I don't know. In this whole leading up to reading all this, you would think that Keturah would have been mentioned. What you think, Marcus? Previously, if she was in there while Sarah was alive. So I'm a, I'm gonna go back to what we already know. Mm-hmm. If this was after Sarah, how old was Abraham? Um, after she had died? So Abraham is over 100, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he died at he's, 170. Because I think by the time Isaac went to get his son, he was like about 40. So he might have been like around 140 okay. or 150 possibly. So this, this might be recounting before um, – <clears throat> The servant went out to get Rebecca. It's possible. I agree. Okay. Because he says, and this is says, you know, in verse 5, Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. And that's the same thing the servant said. Right? So we don't know. Obviously, um, Isaac got Rebecca at 40. So this could be, you know, Isaac could be, you know, who knows, 30, 20-something. We don't know the exact time. Mm. But... Abraham was even older. He died at 175. Back in um, John John 15, 15, right? You mean Genesis? I mean, not John. Genesis 15, 15. Abraham was like, yo, I'm old. I can't have kids. Mm -hmm. Right? And Isaac being born was a miracle. Because he was so old and had kids. Right? Right. I mean, it was more so a miracle for her. Yeah. Not I for think, him. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was more so a miracle for her because she was older. I mean, she was in the hundreds, you know. But his words, right? His words was where it says, uh, it's 15 for you, shall go to God. Damn, I don't have it. I mean, I see what you're saying. But you know what? Yeah. Okay, so the way I'm looking at it is the birth of Isaac was a supernatural miracle. Yeah. So if anything came after that, it was more of a supernatural miracle than the birth of Isaac. Nah, I don't believe that. No, because I think the the supernatural part was on Sarah's end, because she was barren. See, mm. this this shows us when remember when when Abraham yeah. you know created Ishmael, he wasn't the problem. You know, it wasn't his seed that was the problem. It was it was his wife Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, you could be. 200 years old as a male and get someone pregnant. You know, it's, it's all the female. You know, as long as you got some something in there. I don't want to say words, but like... <laughs> so, you know what so, I mean? So, <laughs> so, you, so you lean on afterwards. I mean, that's that's what I lean on. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, biologically speaking, yo, men can practically have kids post-mortem. And, and it's happened. <laughs> it's literally happened where it's been... You know. Seed has been taken from a dead body like yeah. right away. And kept and then impregnated, you know, into right. the, like so. Wow, what kind of world? Well, that was that was a, a few years ago. I read a story about a police yeah. officer that had just died. That's crazy. So what they did, he didn't have children. They took his semen that was inside, and his wife is pregnant now. Wow, right. So, so, so that's the thing. I mean, it is supernatural, especially on Sarah because he was around ninety. He was ninety, which she had, yeah. she, which she was totally barren, could not have kids. Ovaries done, not releasing releasing any eggs, postmenopausal. You know, which is totally impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, so so all right, so you think it was Sarah and not both of them being old? That's I think that's the point I'm trying to get. Because mm-hmm. if we're saying, well, if we're leaning more towards after Sarah died, he got another wife, right, or mm-hmm. a concubine, because the word doesn't elevate um, Kathura and uh, Hagar right. to the position of wife. Yeah. Right, they were concubines, um, and then after that, he had six more kids with her, and then that's possible. It could be that. It could also be that this was something that wasn't mentioned before. Okay, and could he be. Be. got concubines just like Hagar during that time, and but they were never considered. They weren't heirs, mm-hmm. right? They weren't never <clears throat> gonna inherit. Like the child of promise is what the focus was on, right? So I, I mean, I don't know. It could go both ways, mm. honestly. But I kind of look at it how the scriptures were stressing these two individuals getting so old yeah. that the Isaac was gonna be, you know, something that's a miracle, supernatural. And if you're having other kids after that, it kind of dilutes. I understand yeah, yeah. the part of Sarah. Yeah, I get it. But I get the picture that it was talking about both of them, like because both yeah. of them was waiting and both of them. So if it was, you know, that's that's kind of how I see it. But either way, yeah, it it could go either way. He could have it could have been afterwards. But now you're thinking about Abraham being a hundred and fifty, maybe around mm. this time, really really old. So I don't know. I, yeah. I lean towards they were there. They weren't mentioned. Um, mm. obviously the culture was that of polygamy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Abraham had concubines. 
Or, okay, or I mean, yeah. possibility. Or we don't know. after she died, he got another concubine. Either way, yeah. Um, you know, they're they're both possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're both possibilities. Um, so we see uh you know, is is going through the natural, the natural children, right? So it kind of lists that first, and it, it's funny. We, now we're being introduced to Katura, and you know, we're gonna list <coughs> list her kids and uh, uh, Abraham's grandkids through her. Um, but it says that in in verse five, Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, right? Showing that he was he was the one to receive the promise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also um, he secured the land by sending everybody out east. Yo, get out of here! Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's here's some gifts, right? So we still see that his his other kids got blessings, right? Right, they got gifts, but they weren't the seed of promise, right? Right. But in order to secure the land, obviously you, you're thinking about rivalry, mm-hmm. and I, I, this kind of sets it up for the sibling rivalry we're gonna get into. Mm-hmm. But we we see again Abraham acting in that promise and doing things to secure, you know, the what what God told him. Yeah, I'm gonna secure the land, guys. It's been real. Here's some gifts. Go eastward. Get out. Because mm-hmm. right. this land is for Isaac, mm-hmm. um, and everything belongs to him. Um, yeah. So that's 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 pretty much it. Isaac yeah. is the chief. So <coughs> after that, let's go to seven to eleven. Eleven. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived. One hundred and seventy-five years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass, after the death of Abraham, that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahoy Roy. Mm-hmm. Abraham lived a good old age. That's a blessing. Yep. All right. And he was gathered to his people. And one of the things I see at over here when he says like he lived a good old age, like the kind of thing um, it speaks to is in terms of that it was a full life, a uh, life that was content, satisfied. You know, that's one of the things that he was content, you know, um, and I see that in terms of like because he was obedient to the Lord, because he had faith in God and obeyed the Lord and um, and and just was and walked in that fulfillment that God has called him to that. That's where that fulfillment came in. You know, it was not in any material possessions. Right. It was not in, you know, property. It was not in anything but in what had God called him to to walk into, you know, that was the, um, the reason why he was content in his life, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that the only time you could ever get content in your life, ever have that joy, ever have any type of, you know, that true happiness where happiness is just fleeting, but that true joy that the Lord gives is when, um, and the only time you could be content is when you walk in what the, what God has called you to walk into, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you live that, 
full content, you know, life. Right. And, and it, God promised them that. Yeah. God promised them that you live a nice old age, and then he was gathered to his people. Obviously, that's not talking about his physical body being buried where his people was being buried. You, you're seeing this picture of a transition from this natural life to the, the afterlife, right? The continuation of life and him being gathered to gathered with others mm. that were like him, that were faithful and walking with God. So you think about Enoch, maybe Adam, you know, maybe uh, Seth, you know, uh, Noah, him being gathered to his people. It's not saying that you're going to be, <laughs> your body's going to be buried with all these other, other dead people. Yeah, that's a perfect point because when he says gathered to his people at that moment, it was only Sarah. That was in the cave. That was right. It was only one person. Right. So why wouldn't you just think that that's what it meant? That this was the burial plot. Was maybe people died b- before Abraham died, and they were buried there? Because that remember he had bought. Mm. He, he bought, yeah. You remember when he had bought the the plot for mm. Sarah? Mm-hmm. You know he was like, "This is the land. This is where I want to buy it." Right. To bury his wife. So you saying that nobody in that place probably died during his people and they buried them in the same place why not i i don't see that i don't see it that way why not i see it in the spiritual sense right like god is the god of the living and not the dead no no i see it in your like i see the spiritual application but why the only like ralph said the only person that was buried there was sarah it's not talking about his his servants and the other people i don't i don't what about people in his family like, it why was, wouldn't it have been like a burial plot? Well, it was a you burial plot. like a family burial plot? Yeah, it right. is a family burial plot. Right. The only person that was there was Sarah. Yeah, because he specifically bought it when Sarah died. Yeah, and then later on you get Jacob and all those other people. But the idea was like he got gathered to his people. I'm getting a sense of a plural. Like right. you, you're coming into this group of people, um, this transition to the afterlife, and right. the people that are like you, faithful, you're being um, gathered. I, I mean, I, that's I, how I see it. I see mm. it. I see it as just bur- being a burial plot. Like, I mean, people do it all the time, and I think this this land was for his people. Just like p- people probably this this is a man who had a big household, you know. So I I, I don't yeah. see it past just being family members. People who died probably during you know Abraham lived a long life. There's probably mm. people that died that was close to his family, cousins, whatever. And this was the plot that they, they used to bury them. I don't see it as far as that. But I get what you're saying, though. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, either <laughs> way. <laughs> um, I, like to, I like that Isaac and Ishmael reunited. Like, this is the first time you're seeing Isaac and Ishmael from mm-hmm. when Ishmael was sent away with Hagar. And, um, you know, the death of their pops brought them back. And, you know, that's what, it's either what, marriage and funerals? Mm. That's when people kind of reconcile. Mm. But, you know, it's just just um, what death brings. You know, death brings such, it's so sobering. You know, so even if they probably had a contention, not to say they did, I don't know if they did, but, you know, maybe they didn't see each other for a while, but just for that, for brothers to reunite. But it had to come at the, the point of the death of their pops. Mm. You know, but just to see them reunite, I think that was, to me, that's, that's a beautiful thing. that picture. happens all the time. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That death of, you know, at the funeral is when... Mm. Or at the funeral is when you <laughs> is when you find out about the brothers and sisters. <laughs> this also could be a good point as to why those other children came after Sarah because they were probably young. 
mm-hmm. and they didn't. Why else? Why wouldn't they be here with the two brothers? You know what I mean? With the other. No, I think I mm. just think Ish, I think it was yeah. the Holy Spirit pointing out because Ishmael was sent away. Because you you got to think these are the main characters of this story. Ishmael play, was one of the main characters. So the last time you see Ishmael, he was sent away. Yeah, with the other right son, but, mm, sons. Right, right, but now you're seeing Ishmael and Isaac reunited. Because remember, it was always about Isaac and Ishmael, Isaac and Ishmael, Isaac and Ishmael. But I just think the Holy Spirit pointed it out that these two brothers reunited at the death of their pops. That's all I think. I don't think it's that deep. Yeah, I mean... Okay. It, it's weird how it's it's placed, right. the order. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with Kathur, this person we just met, and then it oh, goes to right, right, right. it goes to Ishmael, who had a closer relationship to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Even Hagar had a closer relationship to Abraham, and then it goes to Isaac. So I think the placement, the order in which they're listed, kind of signify signifies their importance mm-hmm. or how close they were i agree you yeah. know it, it yeah, could that be that yeah. so yeah. Kathur, like keturah and her kids they're not even mentioned they're not mentioned right throughout yeah. the whole story and yeah. right. now as we go through the lineage they're mentioned but it starts from outside mm-hmm. as it gets closer in that's when you get hagar and that's when you get ishmael because they they still had a special relationship with abraham and because of that special relationship the lord blessed them right you know what I'm saying? So I, I see it that way. but And the Lord continued to bless Abraham, too. I think with the, the extra kids, I think it was just you're going to be the father of many nations. Right. That was right. part I of that. I just think that needs to continue to bless him. Yeah. yeah. I love the, the verse 11 where it says that, and, um, and it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. And it's just it shows how God keeps his covenant, you know, his promises. And it also shows that what you do as a father, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just just blesses and runs down to your children, mm-hmm. you know? And Isaac didn't have to do anything to be blessed. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say Isaac built an altar. It doesn't say Isaac made a covenant. No, no. God blessed his son Isaac, mm-hmm. you know? All right, so let's go from 12 to 18. Now this is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian, Sarah's maidservant, bore to Abraham. And these were the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names according to their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebohath, then Kedar, Adbeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadar, Tima, Jeter, Naphish, and Kadima. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these were their names by their towns and their settlements, twelve princes according to their nations. These were the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years, and he breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people. They dwelt from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt, as you go toward Assyria. He died in the presence of all his brethren. Mm -hmm. So, going through um, Ishmael and his kids and uh, Abraham's grandkids. Um, food for life, food for life. Uh, yeah, he was Ishmael was blessed. He lived, he lived a long life, and he had, he had many children. Mm-hmm. You now, think there's a difference? Go ahead. Nah, I, I already ju- know you saw it. What? Go ahead. Nah, nah go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Nah, nah it's, it's different. What I was going to ask. Go ahead. When he said was gathered to his people, what that mean? What do you guys think? 
I think it's the same thing with Abraham. Do you think, think it's just the physical burial, or do you think it's the spiritual? I think he was with Abraham. Same I don't people. think so. So you think he was saved? I think I think Ishmael was saved. No, I don't think so. I think it just meant he died, and he this was a burial plot. <laughs> so let's go nineteen. I, so what I was gonna say? <laughs> nah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Um, so it says with Abraham, he died. Lived 100 years, then Abraham breathed his last breath. Died in a good old age. It don't say that about Ishmael. Y'all see the difference? You think there's something something about that? I mean, he's about, what, 40-something years short? Yeah. So I mean, you, he, think he, that you think he, because he was, he was 40 years short, that's, that's the reason they didn't say he died in a good old age? I, I also think it, you know, the Holy Spirit is pointing it out, saying mm. God said that. Like, you was going to live a long life. Like, he was going to bless you. With a long life, and that that wasn't the blessing for Ishmael. Ishmael lived a long life too, one thirty or one thirty-seven. So it had nothing to do with his character. What do you mean? That he died a good old age. That's why God said it. That's why I, I do it. I just want you to think now. Do we know about his character? No, no, no. I'm talking so about Abraham's character. Oh, Abraham. Go into it. I don't. No, understand I'm just what saying, saying. Like he what? says, Abraham died a good old age. Do you think that God said that? He says that about Abraham, but he doesn't says about Ishmael because. Maybe it had something to do with Abraham's character, like through his days that it, he was good. Yeah. I'm just throwing know. it out there. Sometimes we... Uh, we but, like, why would you say a, that about no, Abraham? Abra and don't Abraham say? messed up so many times. No, but I'm just saying Abraham was considered righteous because of his faith. Right. Right. So I'm just saying, according to what, how the Lord was seeing it, when he's like, you'll be Abraham, you did good. Like, well done, good, faithful servant. Your dog, yeah, you yeah. did good because you was my servant. I'm, that's why I'm just seeing the difference between, he says, in, we just, we're just seeing he gives both deaths, but one person, he says, died a good old age, and the next person, he just said he just died. So I'm just seeing, like, mm -hmm. Abraham stood out. He was separate from Ishmael because Abraham was my servant. Yeah, I see that. Okay, that's it. I see that. There was, there was a special relationship with Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Abraham. Yeah, it's because thinking. of it, it's because of Abraham <laughs> that you have Ishmael. Right. It's because of Abraham that Ishmael knows about God. Right. You understand what I'm saying? No, so I get it. Yeah. I don't. But I don't. I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, maybe yeah, I still don't yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike is saying. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> that yeah. he wasn't saved. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say. I said I don't know. No. Okay. Got gotcha, you. Yeah, but you I'm just know. saying, the way, as far as the distinction, right? The distinction. And, and the Lord clearly makes a distinction. He said, Abraham, good old age. Because that was and my was servant. His and then, people. Right. And Ishmael. But is, that, is that consistent? With Ishmael. With the scriptures. With what? Because there's about? a lot of time where it says, gather to his people. This person died. Yeah. And that's why, that's, why, mm. that's why I only see, that's why I don't see it on that spiritual level. I just see it as just a man died and he gathered onto his people. That's his That was the burial plots. But as far as talking about his death, how he, he mentions one was a good old age and the other I think there's a distinction because Abraham was his servant. That was a man that was close to God. He had a close, he had a relationship with God, and he's like Abraham. That's a good old age. I see it. So, but with Ishmael, it was like, dog, you just Ishmael. I have to, I have to research to see if there's a, a term like that in the New Testament. Okay. That when you die, you're gathered. Okay. Because then you eliminate this whole physical plot burial right. idea. Right. Okay. Again, well, it could be both, but yeah, yeah, I'm. Well, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Finish your thought. I'm I'm looking at it like you're seeing these these people being gathered, right? That life doesn't end. Yeah. Right. Once you the physical stops working, right? You're seeing a transition from 
this life to the next life, and you're you're being gathered with the other people that are, that's that's how I see it. But whatever. No, we, I we think move on. yeah, I think it specifically has to be showing yeah. that give God is showing us a picture of life after death. Yeah, okay. it has to be you know God don't care about where you buried at. Right. I mean, yeah, I think it has nothing to do with the burial mean. plot. Okay. All, All right. right. So, so let's 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 go. Uh, let's go. I from, agree with Mike though. Just so even it out. That son, that's always that's always the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else I don't think there? it's spiritual. I mean, because <laughs> here in eighteen, is in parentheses, it tells us specifically land where they they dwelled and just what leave, part just of the. Leave it you know alone, what I mean? Dog, leave it alone. I'm just it. saying. Yeah, just keep it moving. Just want to show how I'm right. Where we at? <laughs> um, nineteen. Nineteen to what? Go to nineteen to. Okay, this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Paden Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the other shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Okay. <clears throat> so now we're, we're getting into Isaac, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we see about Isaac in that top section from 19? He was a man of prayer. Man of prayer, we see his faith. That's the second time I've seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he learned right. He didn't he didn't try to s- engineer something like his pops mm-hmm. to try try to have a child. Twenty years, we twenty years. He was praying for um, his wife to have a, have a baby. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. So yeah. you're seeing his faithfulness. Um, it's his covering over her as yeah. a husband, bringing her he toward pl- God. Says he pleaded with the Lord. Mm. You know, so you could uh, see just con- like going back and forth, just really the dog. It was he got it's consistent. Yo, yeah. B, that's twenty years is a long time. What? Yeah, right. That's you could real. lose hope. You could be like, right. yo, this is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And we kind of we saw that. We right. saw that. But there's some things that I see Isaac learn from pops, from pops, from pop yeah. dukes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna take that route. Yeah, right. So yeah. we see, and also seeing prayer, and we we're seeing a lot of um, situation of of women unable to have kids. Mm-hmm. Right. We saw even in Abimelech's house, we, we saw seeing mm-hmm. this situation, and it always goes back to. Um, Seeking the Lord, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like that's the answer. Um, and the husband prayed for the wife. Right. Twenty years. Straight up. Right. That's like a lifetime. Imagine, yeah. imagine the, the faithfulness and the endurance you have to have to pray for twenty years. But right. I, I see something in that. Like the hope, right? The hope is in God. The hope is in, um, 
a good God that answers prayers, mm-hmm. right? And listen, take out take take out um, pregnancy. You could put anything in there, yeah. right? If there's if there's a barrenness, whether it's the womb, whether it's a relationship, whether wherever there's barrenness, the Lord could bring life. And I right. think that's that's what I'm seeing in this. And you could um, prayer, right? You could call out to the Lord, fill this void. Right, and that's that's just a beautiful picture, and that's a quality that Isaac has. Right, right, and he's he's from forty years old when he married his wife, mm. and she didn't have the baby until he was sixty, twenty years later. That's that's a wonderful quality that is being exhibited over here in this section. Yeah, and I think also it it I think God allows you to grow the person, and um, allow them to to teach them to depend on Him. And not to depend on their their effort, their own works, and their own things like that. So it kind of pushes the person to like really be on your knees, to be dependent on God, to be the answer, to be the one that brings about you know what's necessary. So he allows, he develops your character and your faith through that. Mm. So what was happening yeah. to Rebecca? She was having a rough preg- pregnancy. Yep. And it's happening. She's like, if this is supposed to happen, so she went to go inquire of the Lord, like, cause it was tough. You know, she probably had a lot of sleepless nights, and just she was right. like, you know what, I gotta go inquire of the Lord. And it's crazy, the Lord, you know, he, yeah, he deals with it. Be God, so, God answers. Yeah. So now, where did she get that from? What were you talking about? To go to the Lord. Mm. Oh yeah, Isaac, right? right. Yeah, so now her husband, learning from her husband. You came from a pagan. Yeah, culture, pagan, yeah. family, right? Um, Shysters. So the struggle, right? The jostling, like almost the kids in her womb, almost crushing each other. That was, that was a picture, and mm. her first reaction was to go to the Lord to to find out why, why is this happening? So yeah. you know, in these two situations, listen, the Lord is the the reflex, mm. right? To go to the Lord, that's their reflex. I, I love that term. Everywhere in the Bible, you see it where it says um, that someone went to inquire of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad ever happens when you go to inquire <laughs> of the Lord. You always get an answer. You always get peace. You always get a promise. Like we, and it's the thing that we do last sometimes. Right. You know, and it's just I, I, I'm, I'm put myself in it. I need to inquire of the Lord more than what I do. Mm-hmm. You know. So what what prophecy did did God give her? The the um, there's two nations in your womb. They're going to be nations. separated from your body, and one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it it goes past the individuals because he mm-hmm. says it's two nations. And you see the the fight for supremacy has been happening since yeah. the war. <laughs> I'm Yo, sa- I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Yo, so who was Esau? <laughs> 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 and who was Jacob? <laughs> nah, but you're right. Yeah, it's always been a fight. Yeah. It's a fight for supremacy. That was a prophecy. Straight, straight up. Yeah, straight cheese. Pro- prophecy. Um, yeah. And... Says the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older the, the it's that last part. The older shall serve the younger. That's gonna be the part that everybody has a problem with, because right. because 
based on the culture, the older is supposed to get everything. Double portion Double of everything. Portion. The inheritance. So now you see God like yeah, and he did it before. Yeah, right. right. Like duh, I pick I'm gonna pick who I wanna pick. Mm-hmm. Right. I know who the promise is for. I know who's gonna push forth this uh um this covenant, right? right? I know who I'm who I'm gonna continue this covenant with. And even Jesus Christ said that, right, to the to his followers. He said, Yo, I picked you guys. Mm. You guys didn't pick me, I picked you. Mm. So, you know, God's sovereignty Listen, I, I'm I'm a elect. I'll pick, cause I'm God, and in my infinite wisdom, I understand these things. You guys probably don't. The one thing I like too about that, cause you talked about elect, um, there's that word foreknowledge. You yeah. know that is very important, and the Lord knew that Esau was going to be a person who despised his birthright. You know what I mean? Like the Lord knew that. And with that birthright, like you said, it was it was special. It was something that the Lord, you know, would would bless, you know, the the elder. And to to know that that person wouldn't, you know, take that serious or wouldn't appreciate, you know, being born first. Of course, why would the Lord want to choose him, you know, to to be to you know to to rule over his brother? Yep. Let me one quick scripture on what you just said in Romans eight twenty nine. He says, "For whom he foreknew." He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, mm. but that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So you see here that in fact, he says, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So that's the thing where a lot of people have this whole the problem with the, you know, this whole doctrine of election. Exactly. Because the whole thing of election is from the foreknowledge, exactly. like you mentioned, is because God already foreknew because he's outside the realm of time. Right. And because he's outside the realm of time, he can already make an election. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's specifically like being able to connect the dots with the, in the scripture and understanding the character of God and his omniscience, his omnipotence, his omnipresence. That's the way he's able to make his election. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But Paul even says, you know, even, but who are you to question God, bro? Right. He even gets that deep. Right. You know, he's like, yo, dog, you the, you the <laughs> creature. Yeah, you the, who for you to tell the potter why would you make me right. like you're this? Trying like, you're trying like to figure out how God <laughs> function. Like, like yo, be right. humble yourself, be. Yo, be. And my ways is, is way above yours. And that's why I like nine, Romans nine. I can't wait yeah. to get to Romans because Angelo's fiending. But <laughs> like I said, you know, um, you made a great point, but even Paul went even right, further even to further. be like, yo, bro, yo, B, it's not, none of your business, dog. God yeah. is who God is. And I think that's the state more of us need to be, dog. Yes. Just God's ways are always better, dog. Even if you don't get it, even if mm. you don't fully understand it, just submit your ways, just submit your will to God's will because God's will is always better, period. Yeah. Don't so, question God. So the, uh, what does Esau mean? Red and red. red, 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 right? So, so hairy, yeah, hairy, yeah. Um, and Jacob, heel catcher, right? You you see the names describing their, uh, character, their character, yeah, character, right? Like yeah. Esau had this animalistic. You have certain cults out there that will try to take this scripture and try to develop a whole um, ideology, ideology by saying, "Oh, listen, no." See, Esau came out red. Who's and hairy? Who's red and hairy? <laughs> Why it can't be the Indians? What? 
So they say, oh, Esau's the white man because, look, he came oh, out he red and hairy. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they, they develop a whole theology, yeah. a whole breakdown, and then they sell it to you. I mean, when you're a racist, yeah. it's going to make sense. That's what I mean, it, it made right. sense to us right. because we wanted, at that point, where our hearts was at. It just revealed right. your heart. That's why you're going to believe the right. lie. Any right. lie you believe is because your heart is being revealed. <laughs> That's right. it. Right. So so these names are right. describing their character. Esau came out. He has this animalistic character, right? And it, yeah. it that character develops in the rest of the story as right. we go into it. Mm-hmm. And Esau being a um, heel catcher, right? So we're seeing uh, Surplanter, right? Trickster. Trickster, a scoundrel. Yep. That was his that was his nature. Jacob was a scammer. He was a scammer. Right. <laughs> don't don't leave your credit cards around Jacob. Word up. He's, he's gonna run it up. He'll run it up. He'd be the type that'd be in the club that would buy all the, the bottles on, on your dime. On your dime on the cards. Right. All right. So um let's any other thoughts or are we reading on? No, um, yeah, that's it. So we, we're these characters, right? The names describe their characters. Mm. That's it. it, it, it yes, you know, yeah. Don't listen to no other madness. <laughs> ain't no, it ain't that deep. Right. Again, it's character. It's character. Right. Yeah. So, um, so the boys grew, verse 27. Just giving you a little break, Kench. Oh, you mean after all the names? The G- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, after, after the hard part. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll let you do the hard part. You know what I'm saying? It says, so, um, yeah, so Isaac was 60 years old. Right, so that's yeah. twenty years after. So that's clear, yeah. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skilled hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebecca loved Jacob. Mm-hmm. So Esau was the wild man, the out there, the hunter, the go getter. You know, very just out there. You know, industrious, for, right? Yeah, going after it. Very, what should I say, ambitious. You Crass, know, right? Yeah. Making Open it happen. Feel. Yeah, I'm making, out here making it happen. I'm in these streets. Yeah, and, and another thing. <laughs> and Jacob yeah. was a homeboy, right? And <laughs> the interesting thing that you said he's a is a go getter is that mentioned that he's a hunter, which whenever you see throughout the scriptures, hunter always has this a negative connotation. Yeah, you know, like it's with not, Nimrod. With Nimrod, I had the same thing. With you know, Nimrod, what I'm saying right? there's always a negative connotation to it. Is you know, so that's the thing that you seeing the Holy Spirit trying to point out. Right. You know, and also he talks about him being what. In the field, if the same thing in terms of like when you when you keep consistent with the whole lexicon of the scriptures, when you go into Matthews, when he talks about the parable of the sowers, the field represents the world. Mm. Uh, good point. Good point. Good you point. know what I'm saying? So now we're getting some of the things that the Holy Spirit is pointing out. Mm-hmm. So worldly, world, right? Very you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a hunter with Nimrod, like this yeah. whole negative connotation. So yeah. we're getting the picture. Of this, when you explain about him being animalistic, yeah, you know, so we get you know, so the Holy Spirit is painting this picture for us. And what what an animal's appetite? How is an mm. animal's led in terms of their appetite? Their flesh. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you think about that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jacob was more of this this pastoral type character, um, tending to the, he was more at home, right? Tending to the sheep. Um, he was he was uh I think about him getting into the family, right? That that family life, the family legacy, right? And 
Esau was different. So there was two right. different guys. But now we're seeing these sons and their characters polarizing the mother and the father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Now the father has a favorite and the mother has a favorite. Mm-hmm. Now you saw this nice, beautiful story that we read in chapter 24. This marriage that was just that went off in the wonderful sunset. Wonderful and beautiful. <laughs> now you're seeing a problem in the marriage. It's the kids. Now the polarizing of the husband and the wife. The kids, B. And the kids. Yeah, the kids. Right? The kids brought that. So now you're yeah. seeing that. And another interesting thing that I read in one of the commentaries, they said that the the word, like when it says um, Jacob, you know, in terms of plain man dwelling in tents, they said that um, the Hebrew word was very similar to when they used in Job, that J- Job was perfect and upright. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of like, you know, so that was also in, uh, um, oh. attributed to his character. Okay. Like a whole yeah. man. A right. whole man. Yeah. Complete. Right, right, so, right. So we're seeing these little tidbits, you know, mm-hmm. um, of their character and the whole, you know, like you said, the polarization of their characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. All right, so let's, let's finish it up. Ange, you can have it back. <laughs> so 29, right? Yeah. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Mm-hmm. Crazy, dog. The birthright. And now you, like you said, now you're seeing, it says the boys grew. And that's what happened when kids grow up. Mm-hmm. You start to see their, their character, right. their real character. You know, when, they, when they're young, it's all innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the cute little baby. But once they start to develop a will, once they start to develop, you know, personality, and you just, you saw both of their characteristics play out in full, on a full stage. When it was just them two, Jacob being the shyster he is, seeing an opportunity, you know, to, um, to get the birthright. And he scammed his brother. And Esau being a man who's just about the world, just about his flesh, not understanding, just not not, not being farsighted, you know, just what, what, then and now, what's right now, I want what I want right now. You know, he, he, he was a man of just instant, instant gratification, right. whatever yeah. I need, he, he sold, so you, you sold your birthright just for instant gratification, like. No, I was just gonna say that as they were growing up, could you imagine like with the whole polarization with the parents, um, Jacob r- growing up being mommy's favorite. Oh, and, and mommy and mommy coming from that side of the family. And mommy come from coming from that side of the family. Plus, also remember they received this promise right. that the elder is gonna mm. serve the younger. Could she have been already, you know, plotting, plotting, or, or training him and teaching him like, yo, you're gonna be the one that's gonna receive the birthright. You're the one that's gonna be blessed. You're the one that's going to be actually the firstborn and get all the promises. And she's already, you know, maturing him into that status and say, yo, this is what's going on. So, you know. So you so think th- that this is a setup for him to go before God? 
Like, instead of waiting on God. Now, I, I think based on their character, right? So we, we know their character. Yeah. You're a scoundrel, yeah. and, and you're this animalistic type of guy. Mm-hmm. You're out there in the world. You, you're a hunter. You're very skilled. You're just out. And um, I see Jacob as he's more of a home person, mm-hmm. right? And he's probably dealing. He's probably talking to mom, talking to dad. And he's yeah. hearing this history. Mm-hmm. He's hearing about his family legacy, mm-hmm. and he's developing this value for it, right? Mm-hmm. And him being a scoundrel, right? right. He's going to want it because right. that's what scoundrels do. They want stuff, yeah. right? Um, Esau is different. Esau had no foresight, right? So he didn't think about that, right? So when he comes in, obviously he was out hunting. So he came in tired and hungry. And, you know, Jacob is, is home cooking up some stew, right? And he was like, yo, um, yo let me get some of the stew. I'm, I'm famished. I'm hungry. And... Jacob, being a scoundrel, saw the opportunity right. for him to get this this birthright. And I already know you. You don't care anything about That's it. That's what you I think. Value I it. think he don't. He just didn't care. So, right. Cause so now in the world, because right. yeah, I, you're my brother. I know you. And the thing is, he's out there getting it. Right. He out right. there get it every day on his own. Right. Why am I wait on God? But right, I, the, yeah. the birthright don't mean nothing to me. I actually put hands and feet on the ground. I go out there and I get what I want. Yeah. I'm a go-getter. I do this. So that's right. why it's like, oh, birthright, something that a blessing coming down the line. Man, I might not even live. So so, yeah. and, so now he, he's seeing this opportunity to, to manipulate the situation. Oh, right. I, I, could, I could get open. Mm-hmm. Right. And Esau was like, yo, man, we all going to die. That, that's what What's I'm saying. What's the use of it? Because yeah. right. before I used to think that Esau was, oh, I'm about to die. Right. But it was, that's not what he said. Yep. His right. answer was like, yo, what does this matter? We all going to die yep. and it's going to be worthless. Yep. Right. So that shows you that he had no care, no, care, no right. value, mm-hmm. right. no foresight, right? You probably wasn't sitting at the feet of your moms or your dad hearing about Abraham. You know what I'm saying? Hearing about this God. You, or you probably heard it. You just didn't care because you're right. an animal and you're led by your belly. Right. Exactly. Right? Hebrews 12, 14. And that's why when you go to that scripture, you see it says, Pursue peace with all people in holiness. With which no one will see the Lord. Look carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance. Mm -hmm. So it's like... That was who he was. He was profane. He, he was what? He was a fornicator. A fornicator. So now you're getting more into his right. character. All of those things. Uh, this dude didn't flesh. Dog. He was flesh. He was out there getting it. He went out there. He did it. And the thing is, his pops loved him for it. That's another problem that we. You see what I'm saying? You're right. getting that co-sign. You're getting that encouragement. Like yo, every time you come in, it's like look at my son. So you're getting that co-sign from your pops, and again, you, like you said, it's like, dog, I'm, I could die tomorrow. I'm out here, get, I'm out here hunting. I could die tomorrow. It ain't nothing to me. If I want something, I go get it. I ain't gotta right. wait on God. I could just get up and just go get it. Right. And Jacob had foresight. He was he he valued the future reward. Right. 
Esau didn't care. Right. Yo, I want it now. What's going to please me now? Mm-hmm. Right, this food is going to please me now. He's a fornicator. Women is going to please me now. Drink. Money's going to yeah, please yeah. me now. Drink is yeah, going to please whatever. me So it's now, um, dog, the family legacy. The f- so, you, so now you're seeing the wisdom of God, okay. right? Like we just spoke about before. Now you're, oh, it makes sense why you picked this person over this person. Even though the scripture says before they didn't, before they even did anything, mm-hmm. the Lord chose for Esau I have loved, Jacob have I hated. Obviously, that's I, I don't know the scripture. I can't quote the scripture, but it's yeah. not saying that he hated Esau as a person. Right. That's not the character of God. But he was saying, no, I'm not selecting you for this purpose. Right. Right. I'm selecting Jacob for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing his wisdom and his foreknowledge why he does what he does. Straight mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah. But. What Jacob is doing morally right here is wrong. Oh no, nah, he's right. off. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 listen, Isaac, you you know the you know the prophecy because mm. I know your wife came and told you what the Lord said. So you know the the um, older shall serve the younger. So you know the promise is supposed to be to Jacob. How that's gonna happen? You don't know, what I'm know right? You don't right. know. But we're starting to see Isaac. Um, he he's he's changed. Right. Like this old stubborn man that started to lose his sight. Mm. Right? Right. Probably started to lose spiritually and physically. Right. Um, but that's that's later on. No, that's 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 a great picture y'all painting. Like and if you think about it, when you sit down, you think about that, um they're in the midst of a great nation, right? You know, because Abraham had tons of service and, and Isaac, you know, tons of service that you must have, must have multiplied. So now Jacob being a man in the tents trying to learn the ways like the family business, the family structure, right. the military industrial complex. And he's probably preparing food. There's probably tons of people there, hundreds or whatever. So took a perfect opportunity to say, sell the birthright. Crazy. So now everybody is like, what? What is going on? Because that's a big deal. Because he knows that according to what was promised through God is that this birthright comes with so much blessing and it would be that this birthright also is pointing to him being head of the household, being a priest and a prophet in the home and that he will be a spiritually head and a spiritual guidance to the family and knowing that there is something later to come on on how the nation would be blessed. Did he know the, did he have the foresight that it was going to be through this line that the Messiah's come? I don't know. You know, the scripture doesn't explain, but, and, but to contrast that with Esau, who just totally like, like you're saying, I don't care about this heritage that you guys keep spewing around in front of everybody. You know, I'm in these streets. (laughs) I'm I'm out getting, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And you know, ride around and I'm getting it. (laughs) And the wild thing is that scripture that you read in Hebrews, right? I looked up the word profane. Not only is it like when you talk, when you see the fornication and all that, the word profane is um the, the in the in the Greek lexicon from the was like is bebelos, which means common. Where it's like, when you look at it in terms of like and common, it's kind of like the common area in the temple, right? We have the the holy place and the holy of holy, and then you have the common area, and that was kind of like translated like profane. Mm. So now when you see it's like you're like a commoner, in terms of like you don't care nothing of the word of God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the common area. 
So any mm. person that's like, yo, where, and I look at it in terms of like a person that's being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, that's born, born again and saved, but you act like a commoner mm. and you don't see the calling of God on your life right. and you don't see the anointing of God and you just want to act like the world, mm. like the way Esau was acting and not see the purpose of this birthright. I will come to the salvation of the world and you just treat it like that's a commoner. Yep. Mm. When you don't see the anointing of God and the blessing of God that's going to come, right. you know they what I'm saying? And you just disregard what God has called you to do. That's crazy. Yeah, they don't see how sacred it is. Right. You know, and that's how I also looked it up, and that's what that, w another meaning was they don't appreciate this, the how sacred, you know, that birthright was. And then there are so many Christians like Esau, like you were saying, who mm. just, they sell their birthright mm. all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, like when, how it calls them a fornicator. Like, there's, there's just a blessing uh, in that birthright of being a Christian when you're doing things the right way, you know, mm. sexually, right? Let's yeah. talk about, you know, like... There's a blessing. There's there's protection when you do it in the covenant of marriage. You yeah. know, there's a joy. Yeah. There, there's there's no health issues. You know, but right. when you're doing it outside and you're fornicating and you're 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 not um, you're despising your the the holiness of your birthright. Mm. There's diseases. <laughs> you know what right. I mean. There's unwanted pregnancies. You know what I mean. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's waking right. up in the in the middle of the night crying because mm. you, you feel like this guy just used you. Right. And that's what you're selling yourself for. Yeah. Your birthright. That by selling your birthright, those are the things that you're. Those are your blessings right. instead right. of the blessings that God wants to give you. So stop being like Esau. Stop despising the sanctity of of Christ. For chicken noodle soup <laughs> with a soda on the side. <laughs> It says where bread be. Was it hard yeah. dough bread? But the thing is, it says he went his way. Mm. Like after he did all of that, dog, your dog, he got he got up, he thing, and dog just walked out. Like it was it wasn't even a second thought. You know, it wasn't even a second thought to him, B. He just and that's why, like, I think that's why it ends that Esau despised his birthright. Mm -hmm. I think the the point of him just getting up and it says he went his way. Right. You know, he went his way. He was doing his thing. It wasn't he about the hated Lord. It. He probably hated it. He was like, yo, look at what the Canaanites is doing. Right. Yo, look at what the Hittites is doing. The we over here just, right. nah, 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 nah. Look at the technology. They moving. And we over here in tents. Yep. Yo, why are we not building these cities? Why are we not right. doing this? Why are we not doing that? Right? Right, right, right? So now you get to the point where you're despising, you're despising your heritage. Mm. You despise, how are we moving? I, you'll be, I hate it. I'd rather, this looks better. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Because you coming out from out there. And you're coming in famished. You're coming in hungry. Because mm. you're not getting nourishment out there. Right. You're mm. always going to be hungry. You understand right. what I'm saying? And you see Esau coming in from hunting. And you, you're you like, yo, I'm starving right now. To the point where it was so easy to manipulate you. You understood what that birthright meant. Right. You understood what it was about. Right. But yo, you didn't care. Mm. And you know, it ends with the scripture kind of highlighting... Esau's treatment of the birthright. Yeah. But it doesn't say anything about Jacob's treatment of Esau. Because mm -hmm. morally, that was wrong too. Right. But that's not highlighted. Yeah. So now we're starting to see how, you know, as we start this transition into this new family or the group, the family growing, how this prophecy is going to come to pass. Yeah. Right. And this, um, the, the second, the second child, how he's going to get the blessing and the birthright 
and you know the 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 sneakiness continues the the usurping continues right the mom get involved as we read on later but you know again it's it's just these families they were dysfunctional they be they were they were people be they were people we're seeing that Matt we're seeing a little a funk in the marriage between uh, uh, Isaac and and his wife Rebecca it started mm-hmm. beautifully but now we're at a point where there's there's this polarization where they're a little separate right mm-hmm. and you see how the kids are involved and again you know Isaac is moving like his grandpops let me try to engineer this and it's coming from his nature right right but the Lord is gonna deal with that nature because you're gonna have to I'm gonna have to break that in you right right and we see that in the life of Jacob and um, so why you, why, why would you think Isaac being a man prayer, how you get there? Time? Because it's, it's crazy how that's the son you favor, you know? That's I, I, I correlated to, was, it, it says his eyes started get to get dim. What you think that was? Um, oh, maybe you, you get old, right. you get stubborn, mm-hmm. right? Complacent. And that's what your I wife, want. Your wife is kicking it to you. She probably told you. And you probably like, yo, man. Yo, I like Esau. That's what it is. You like right. what you like. I just like yeah. what you like. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking just again, sanctification don't come through with age. Right. You know, don't point. don't think because you you've been in it for so long that now you're gonna be more sanctified. You're gonna be more holy. Again, we're seeing just do, with time, be what time can do. Right. Because this was a man who prayed for his wife. This was a man when his wife saw him, he was going out to pray. And now you're favoring the son that's just worldly, that's mm-hmm. just out there and, you know, doing, being who he, whoever he wants to be and not look, even representing you, right? Isaac loved Esau. Because of the food. Because of the f- his belly. Yeah. Your God is your belly, B. Right? You, he was able to, to please him with this food mm. that, that's, that's flesh, right? That's temporary. Right. That's, that's why he liked him. And he probably liked the way he moved. He was probably big, strong. Yo, I could do this. Now. Look at my boy. And you that's what like I'm saying. Jock. You see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, your boy yeah. go up, he's big. Uh, and he, he was the firstborn. He's going right. to the league. Right, right. You know, and you're living <laughs> you're living vicariously. You live that's what living vicariously. I'm trying to understand as far as Isaac, your love for and your You don't boy. hear nothing about Isaac. Right. You get these big gaps. Mm. Right. You get, yo, him being born, mm-hmm. three years old. He got weaned. He almost got killed. And then we get into the, <laughs> the the him almost being sacrificed. Yeah. And then he meet his wife. Yeah. And then this his son, right? After that, he's you know what I'm saying? he's almost in his deathbed. Yeah. So you don't you get these big. I mean, next chapter we we get some stuff about Isaac, but there's these huge gaps in Isaac's life that we and don't that, get. And that's the danger. That's why I'm like the danger of Isaac. Pointing out Isaac, just he's seeing his his boy growing up strong out there. Right. You know, you know, you think about it. Just you know, you could put it in the sense of yo, he's playing sports, he's going to the league, right. but he's profane. You know, he's a fornicator. He's out there. He's right. not. You know, it's not aligned to God and what God would. Yeah, he's strong. He's his back is strong. He's out there. He's athletic. He looks good. He's out. He's a go getter. He's going to school. He's going to become this, you know, get his PhD and all. And yeah. you, you put all your, your pride into that. You put yeah. everything into that son because he's supposed to be the son that's supposed to represent everything. But 
his character wise. Again, right. going back to how we were speaking about Rebecca, right. you know, how the Lord was like, you know, Eliezer was like, nah, we're going to pick it off a of character. Mm. So how important character plays, you know, the relationship with God, not just off the flesh, yeah. because that's what Isaac was seeing. You know, he was like, he picked his son off of his flesh. Listen, because yeah. Jacob cooked too. <laughs> right, he right, was right. cooking stew. He was cooking um, 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 bean soup, and Esau was cooking so I, beef stew. Yeah, what, whatever, you know, the picture that you're painting is He is went out real. there and hunted, because you'll see it later on. It's He's like, like yeah. Right, the, it, it appealed to something, and I don't know, maybe Isaac got off track. Maybe, you know, after the kids were born, that prayer life waned. Yeah. Who knows? We, right. we don't get the details. Yeah. But it says that he liked this his, this son because of the stuff that he was able to provide. But I think him, it's so. common, though. It happens all yeah, the time. I think it's, it's favoritism and, and you know. Yeah. Right. But, you know, as far as men, you know, you always, you like the strong back son, dog. Yeah. The son that's going to be But, but character, I, I don't know if Jacob was a little sucker, you know, like a little wimp. No, nah, I don't think so. the character, they were two different individuals and Isaac, I, I don't know, but, you know, we'll, we'll you, get you know, into it more. You know, you know, one of the things I was thinking of is, um, like this, it would just make it me think of like some of the second generation Christians uh, in terms of you have Abraham solid and then he raised Isaac and said, then he told Isaac, yo, don't, yo, go get him a wife. Don't let him go there mm. because I know what, what could happen. Mm. Mm. Maybe he saw that in his, his Isaac and he might have feeble. You think Isaac was feeble? He might've seen that in him. So now we have now the second generation Christian, if we put it in that type of terminology, you know, raised in a household where parents are all about the Lord, serve the Lord, and like trying to protect you from what's out there. Mm. Now, you've been protected, and now you have your family, and you're like, I never did that stuff. That's a great point. I was never out in the world. I never partied. I never, yo, you know, please my flesh. So you live I was, in, you live I in live, him. Yo, I've lived this protected life, and I don't have that testimony like my dad has. Where he was pagan, idolat, you know, idolater, went through all this, went through Egypt, bugged out. I didn't have any of that. And now you have the son. Right, you living through him. And you living vicariously. I mean, that's what I said. That's it happens I all think, the time. Like you don't right. make the league, right. but your son is you, maybe you 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 um twisted your knee. You wrecked your knee and you couldn't make the league, but your son is coming up and he's gonna make the league. So yeah. you you put all yeah. that energy, and that's what I said. We see yeah. it all the time, yeah. B. We see it. it's, it's common with yeah. men as far as fathers. You see right. it all the time. Yeah, and that's a scary thing. Yeah. Especially if you're like nurturing the, the, the sinful nature of your children as parents. You know what I'm saying? Because all of us are born with this sinful nature. And here we have Rebecca like nurturing that conniving sinful nature of Jacob being, uh, you know, a scoundrel and not, you know, um, rebuking him or teaching him properly right. and here Isaac nurturing his sinful nature to be out in the world. Yeah. So as parents, we got to be able to see this like, yeah, Turn you up. have a cute little kid. That's what I'm but saying. But that's a sinner. That's what you'll be. That's what I'll be saying. You know what I'm saying? Bro. So when you see that sinful nature, mm. you got to make sure you correct it that, from a young age and not let it grow and nurture it to become like, and, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I said, it says as the boys grew. Right. You know, like you see in the characteristic and like you said, it's like, now you pick in the sides, and you're gonna see Rebecca how what Rebecca does. Right. You see what how what Isaac, and then you're gonna see more how the parents played such a role in just these kids really 
going into their character and becoming worse and worse. And the yeah. faithfulness of God using broken people, right. dysfunctional families, we're seeing his providence in all of these situations right. so that his promises could come to pass. So yes, let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you once again for this beautiful opportunity to come together and read your word. Um, Lord, the, the time always goes by quickly, Lord, and we, we just want to continue reading and just, you know, sharpening each other. So I pray that you would bless all those that are watching and listening, Lord, and um, continue to work in their lives and, and fill their hearts with a desire to just, um, you know, read the word in, uh, in the morning, Lord, in the afternoon, in the evening, Father, that they would spend um, just <clears throat> uh, an abundant amount of time with you, Lord, just growing and learning that they may also, Father, just be tremendous lights and ambassadors out there, Lord. So bless those people who are listening, Father, and um, just continue to keep us together, um, keep us strong and united. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.